Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Sketchheads. I'm JQ and joining us today is Liam Brennan. Hello. Vicky Barron. Hello. Mia Lane. Hello. And the wonderful Tim Ashworth. That is so not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Good morning and welcome to Morning Glory, the only show worth getting up for. Our discussion today, is the term bird-brained offensive? Are we getting our feathers ruffled over nothing, or have we all been walking on eggshells? <laughs> to discuss this issue we have with us tonight, Roger the Rooster, <coughs> Ollie the Owl, <coughs> and Chris the Turkey. Thank you for having me. To be honest, the other two are just here to fill up the panel. So as the most intelligent of these birds, Ollie the Owl, what are your thoughts on the issue? Excuse me? Stereotypical views like this are exactly what birds have had to deal with for years. You assume because Ollie is an owl, he is intelligent, and that because I am a turkey, I'm stupid or bird-brained. It's massively offensive. I'm sorry, I couldn't pay attention to anything you said, as that weird thing on your face keeps jiggling around when you talk. But all joking aside, Chris, did you have a tough childhood growing up as a turkey? It was extremely tough. I remember one PE lesson when we were doing squats, and on the downward bend, my first egg popped out. It was so humiliating, and to make things worse, one of the children threw it right at me. I bet you had egg on your face. See, this is absurd. You think as a bird I have no thoughts or feelings, and you say whatever pops into your head. If you prick us, do we not bleed? If you upset us, do we not cry? Not literally, of course, as we don't have tear ducts, but... Okay, Grumpy Boots, here's a joke that I think will cheer you up. How can you tell if a turkey is depressed? Well, there are some warning signs that aren't immediately obvious. If it's Christmas! (laughs) Now, we are, of course, in the Christmas season, and we want to make sure we cook the perfect roast. So, over to Kevin in the kitchen. Right you are, Michelle. I'm in the Morning Glorious kitchen, just about to start cooking my Christmas dinner. Hey, Chris, why don't you give me a hand over here? (laughs) I find that extremely distasteful, actually. What's the matter, Chris? To chicken? <laughs> no, 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 stop. Honestly, I really don't think this is a good idea. I came over in the car and Roger's got a temper. Roger, no. Human friend. Please take all of your belongings with you when leaving the train. Customers are reminded that crying children are considered belongings by London Underground and will be put to work. Hello, Sergeant. I got here as fast as I could. Has the crime scene been secured? Yes, Superintendent. Have to warn you, though, it's not a pretty sight. They told me over the radio. How many casualties? It's a massacre, ma'am. We've got at least 15 guys who have been shot. Small calibre weapon, probably a pistol. And, of course, there's the big guy. He seems to have been the spymaster's bodyguard. Name of Vladimir Popov. I wasn't given any details about him. Not surprised, ma'am. They wouldn't have told you over the open radio. But there was quite a fight with him. So where is he? Well, super, he's over here. And here. And here. Here, oh, there's a bit of him over there. Good grief. Any idea what happened to him? Looks like a compressed air tank was launched into him and then Popov, uh, popped. And do we have the spymaster in custody now? Unfortunately not, ma'am. Seems he was pushed into his aquarium. We'll fish him out, Sergeant. And eaten by his pet shark, which by all accounts has a laser welded to its head. 
Got to be honest, the boys aren't keen to get near it. Well, this is a mess. Have you got any good news for me? I do, Mum, I do. We've got the guy who did it. Confessed to the lot. Where is he? He didn't seem to be at risk of absconding, so we left him to it. Left him to what? How can I put this delicately? We left him, er, uh, comforting the deceased spymaster's girlfriend. I've got her name in my notepad. Natalia Ivana Biggin. For heaven's sake, Sergeant, this is hardly procedure. What on earth am I going to tell the minister? I did try to interview the Miss Ivana Biggin. Got my notes here. OK, let's hear it. Are you sure you wouldn't rather read my report? She was a bit distracted when I was asking my questions. Sergeant, you read me your interview notes now. That is an order. All right. I initially asked her, what is your relationship with the deceased? To which she replied, oh, Bond. That's right. Yes, right there, James. Did you say Bond? James Bond? Yes, ma'am. I then pursued another tack and I asked her, were you aware of any individuals that may have wanted to cause distress or injury to the deceased? At this point, she made a little squeal. A squeal? What did it sound like? I'd rather not. Sergeant, if you don't want me to bust you back to Constable, tell me what it sounded like. Very well, ma'am. It was a bit like this. <clears throat> ah. Then, ma'am... I decided it may be a better idea to continue the interview at a later date. Well, this is all fine then. Mum? I'll just check his licence and then we can go. There are at least 17 dead people here, Mum. We can't just leave it. We're going to have to do something. Oh, yes, of course. Can you uh, give me your handcuffs? Certainly, Mum. Very good, Mum. So you're off to arrest this James Bond then? Arrest him? Oh, yes. I'll just go and arrest him now. I'll be... An hour, tops. Maybe an hour and a half. If you could just tidy up around the place. As you say, Mum. Constable, put that down. That's my lunch. Something, something diddly do. Today's the day the teddy bears have their picnic. Ah, good evening, Giles. Yes, hello, Geoffrey. It's a bit late at night to plan to have a picnic, isn't it? Well, imagine if a person saw a group of teddy bears talking and eating. They'd lose it, wouldn't they? I wouldn't. If I was a person, I'd have a much more open mind. Oh, stop being such a contrarian. Do you know what they used to call you at university? They used to call you contrarian Barian. Yes, I remember. It was written all over my textbooks. Has no one else turned up? What do you expect organising a picnic at midnight, for goodness sake? What about Barry? He's got work in the morning. Barry's got a job. Yes, he's working as a display model in Bilderbear. Ah, uh, he's a stupid bastard, but he's bloody handsome. Well, what have you brought? I brought some jam and some custard. That's all you brought? Well, what did you bring then? Well, I brought jam and custard. What? I can't even eat custard. I only brought some for you. My digestive system can't take the dairy. Don't be so foolish. You don't have a digestive system. Fine. Don't worry. I've been a bit of a naughty bear and brought something a little extra. A few bevies, or should we call them bevies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did love those days at university. They weren't all good days, Geoffrey. Oh, stop it, you. You're such a grumpy bear sometimes. Look at us, drinking beer like a couple of common action mans. <laughs> No one else, eh? I'm surprised Lloyd didn't come. Oh. Well, he's seen someone tonight. Lloyd's got a missus. I 
Is he? He's going out with a My Little Pony. Oh, yes. Bit weird. Yes, well, we won't talk about that. Well, anyway, what do you expect meeting up this late at night? A sort of insipid thing you'd get in a film like, oh, what's it called? Toy, Toy Story. Dreadful film. Oh, I know. Very unrealistic. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit parky tonight. Terrible nip in the air. Really? It's quite warm, I think. Um, Charles, could I... Could I... Could I have a hug? Oh, for goodness sake. That beer's already gone to your head. You're a fully grown teddy bear. Fully grown teddy bears do not need hugs. Just a small one. Today's the day the teddy bears have their pig. Oh, do shut up! The next station is Cock Fosters. That's right, I said cock. Oh, look at that over there. Sad, isn't it? Very sad. Such a shame he's got the kids all by himself. He's coping awfully well. Oh, yes, he is indeed, he is. As well as a man can do, at least. Alison! No, no, that's naughty. Put the glass down. No! Carl, Carl, where are you going? Come back here and sit down. Still, it's difficult when you're doing it all on your own. And you're a man. Especially if you only get the children every other week. That's the trouble with these estranged fathers. They never really get to know how to deal with the children when they get a bit difficult. Oh, I know. Uh, ladies, um, I'm sorry, I couldn't help overhearing. We are sitting right next to you. No, me and my wife aren't divorced. I'd rather you didn't say things like that in front of the children. And I'm coping fine. Thank you very much. Carl, stop throwing cutlery at your sister. We are so sorry. So, so sorry. We shouldn't have presumed. That's quite all right. OK, guys, let's have a look at the menu. Alison, don't pull Carl's hair. It's even more tragic than we thought. I know. Awful. He's still wearing the ring. Poor men. Poor, poor children. Denial is a terrible thing. Sorry to eavesdrop again, ladies, but what? What, what are you? We had no idea. How long since she passed? We're so terribly sorry. And you with two little ones and also you being a, a man. man. No one's passed. My wife is fine. We are not divorced. Of course you're not divorced. No, you're separated. That's what these modern couples call it these days, isn't it? That's right, separated. Helps the kiddies get used to the idea. We are not separated! I hate to be the one that points this out, but she's not here, is she? No! No, you're right, she's not here. If you must know, she's not here because it's her birthday and I sent her off to a spa for the day so she can have a day off from looking after the brats, the kids. And I'm taking my children out for a pizza for a treat. Now, please, will you stop making comments and leave us to have our lunch in peace? Carl, for the last time, will you please stop winding your sister up? The spa. A likely story. She'll be off with her fancy men, no doubt. Every opportunity I've heard. That's why she bought that lacy underwear the other day. Mm, bet she hasn't worn it yet. Um, sorry, I couldn't help but overhear. No, I'm sorry, dear. We were talking too loudly. You get back to your lunch with the little ones. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. What were you just saying about my wife at the spa? I'm sure she's having a lovely time. Yes, yes, I'm sure too, but but you just said... Which spa is she going to? To be honest, I don't know. I just told her to book it on the credit card and I'd take care of it. Did you, love? Did you? 
How very generous. And may I say, very trusting of you. Very trusting. Do you know something I don't? I'd be surprised if we knew something that you don't know. But you do know, love, don't you? Deep down, you know. It's Derek, isn't it? Bloody Derek! I knew he'd been sniffing around. My best friend. Children, we are leaving. Thank you, ladies. Thank you very much for confirming my worst fears. Well, well. I do love Saturdays. <laughs> Let's try and convince the next one he's gay. What do you mean, who will be the last person on earth to eat an egg? How much of that stuff have you been smoking, man? It's an important philosophical... philosophical it's a debate, man. One day the sun will explode and fry the planet. Someone will be in an egg at a time. That's all I'm saying, man. Yeah, love, will you? I don't want to hear you talk about eggs no more. All right, bruv, calm your guns. Hello? Yeah? Oh, shit. What now? Right. What the hell was that about? That better not be Applejack wanting a discount again. I don't care how much hay he took last time. No, man, it was Harry over at the palace. He said Alan Titchmarsh has found the magic mushrooms in the garden and now his nan is really pissed. Alan Titchmarsh? That guy's been snooping in our business too many times this year. We need to sort him out. We will, bruv, we will. But we've got bigger problems right now. What are you talking about? The boss is heading this way. The boss? Yes, the boss. Apparently our security measures need to be beefed up to keep this marsh out. The boss ain't happy. Shit, 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 shit. What are we gonna do? Shit, shit, I don't know. Let me think. Hello? Open up. It's one. Um, how do we know it's not really you and not Alan Titchmarsh doing a silly voice? Have you got a £10 note? Uh, yeah. We'll get one out and then look through the hatch. Oh, yes. It's you, boss. I mean, your boss, Justice Majesty. Come here, you. Oh, well, well, that's my ear. One will grab something else if you don't keep quiet. Where's the other one? Over here, boss. Uh, I mean, your majesty. Right, you two. How the bloody F did Titchmarsh find the shrooms? One gave you that bit of the palace garden because one wanted to test a new planting method. One didn't think you'd be so stupid as to grow bright red magic mushrooms. I thought it would be okay. How was I to know Titchmarsh would go sneaking about? Of course he would go sneaking about. Every year he comes to the palace garden party and one ends up having to make small talk about the hydration. Isn't he making that Christmas Day documentary about the Palace Gardens? Yes, he is, but now it isn't a documentary about the gardens. He's turned it into a Newsnight expose about oneself and the drug trafficking ring. But how did he get any proof? We've been really careful. The shrooms, you idiots. He could be on his way right now with the pigs, so we need to burn the lot of this and get the hell out of here. But there's nearly a million quiz worth in there. One doesn't care. One can't afford to go back to the nick again. Grab the petrol can. Open up, this is a raid! Quick, you two, get up there and hold the door shut, and one will go out the back. Right, you two, you knit. Hey, who's that over there? You come back here. Who? One? Oh my god, your majesty, what are you doing here? Well, I was, uh, one was just passing, and these two ruffians grabbed me. Well, Mom, you're safe and sound now. No, he didn't, she's lying! Yeah, she's the one in charge, she's a drug baron, just ask Alan Titchmarsh. Alan Titchmarsh? Off the telly? Don't make me laugh. Sounds like these two have been sampling their own products, eh, Mom? They most certainly have, officer. What are we going to do with these two? Well, I was going to take them down the station. Did you have something else in mind? Well, why don't you just go at the back and... Uh... Well, suppose you are in charge. Sergeant, take off the cuffs. Oh, thank you. They were getting so tight. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, what, what now? Well, now we 
Release the corgis! The next station is Hoburn. Anyone who says Holborn is a chit. Damage report number two. Hull integrity holding, but navigation and propulsion non-responsive. Chief Engineer, your report? We've had a meltdown in the reactor, but I won't be able to start it again without causing an explosion to destroy the ship. My support will only last another two hours on battery power. Number two, open a channel. Sir. Spaceship Darwin base. This will be our final transmission. We have had a catastrophic accident with our sublight reactor. All crew members apart from myself, my first officer, and my chief engineer are lost. Request that all hands are conferred the Space Medal for Heroism, and that it be recorded that it was with great honor and humility that I served with and led the best and the brightest on our adventure into the stars. Spaceship Down, signing off. It was an honor to serve with you too, sir. Thank you, number two. Number two. There is something I've wanted to say to you for a while, but whilst in uniform, I've not been able. What is it, sir? Number two, I love you. I've been in love with you since the first moment we met, since the first salute we shared, since the first time I saw you in uniform. I knew I loved you. Oh. Okay. Um, thanks, sir. Thanks? Thanks, is that it? I've just told you my most secret and private feelings, and that is it? I'm sorry, I just see you as a colleague and a superior officer. Did you not notice me brooding around you? All of my meaningful looks? Oh, is that what they were? I thought you were just a bit short-sighted. All of my conversations with you about my late wife? Emphasizing that she was late? I really didn't pick up on that. The way I used to insist on one-on-one briefings before bedtime. I thought you wanted to be fully informed for the morning. I would wear my dressing gown, and sometimes I would let it drop open just a bit. Yes, and if this hadn't happened, you were going to be getting a strongly worded letter from HR about that. Oh. Any any chance we could... Uh, we've we've only got two hours left to, to live, maybe? No. Right. right. You, you sure you'd... You'd think in the circumstances you could see your way to- Good grief, no! Actually, if we are sharing- Oh God, not you two. My mother said to me, are you sure you know what you're letting yourself in for being the only girl on a spaceship? All those men, there'll be problems. Listen to me. Oh, get over yourself, not you, Captain. Not only have you been an inspiration, you've also been in my heart. For years I have silently been watching you, needing you. Wanting you. Ah, well, Chief, that is very flattering. I did notice the brooding and the meaningful looks. Those weren't really meant for you. Captain, my captain, kiss me. Um, sorry, I'm not really very comfortable with this. Come on now, Captain, you'd think in the circumstances. Now is not the time to get smart with me, number two. Go on, Captain. Yeah, go on, Captain. Technically... Technically, we are all still officers of the watch till this ship crashes, so let's just try and finish our service with a scrap of dignity. How long till we lose life support? Two hours. Chief, you said if we tried to restart the reactor, we'd blow the ship up. Afraid so, Captain. Let's do that anyway, shall we? Anything to avoid this situation. Chief, make it so. 
Aye, aye, sir. Bringing the reactor online. I love you, Captain. Actually, looks like everything is okay. Reactor operating normally. We're alive. That's amazing. We're alive. The ship is safe. We're safe. Alive and well. But... Yes, things have been said. They have. I like my job. What's going to happen now? I have an idea. Let's forget about everything that just happened, shall we? I think that would be a very good idea. Computer, erase the last five minutes of the bridge black box. Override Captain 005. Affirmative. Last five minutes of bridge video and audio sent to mission control. Oh, God. Chief? Sir? Don't we have some sort of self-destruct system? Aye, Captain. Just show me where the button is. to local news in your area. Good evening. Earlier on today, it was yesterday. When yesterday was today, today was tomorrow. Over to you, Helen. Thank you, Brian. Later on today, it will be tomorrow. When tomorrow is today, today will be yesterday. Sorry, Helen. Breaking news. When tomorrow is today, yesterday will be two days ago. We now go live to our correspondent at the scene. Thank you, Helen. I'm coming to you live from somewhere else. Is it today, yesterday, or even tomorrow? To establish that, you need a calendar. Back to the studio. We now have in the studio our expert to answer some of the questions this story has raised. Specifically, is a week Tuesday the next Tuesday or the following one? Well, that really depends on... Uh, Answer the question. Well, it does actually depend where in the week you are. Let's take today as an example. But today is Tuesday. I'm afraid that's all we have time for. See, See you, you tomorrow. tomorrow. So that's it for this week's episode. I've been JQ. I've been Liam Brennan. I've been Vicky Barron. I've been Mia Lane. I'm still Tim Ashworth. Thank you and good night.